two are two. It means yeah. welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are two. In Ghana. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show that you know. The boys with the name you can trust. The name you can trust. The name who can, can never can never collect dust. <laughs> It's Dr. Afori. Man like Dr. Afori and that. You know what I'm saying? Welcome back. Welcome back. We'll be back at it again, boy. It's episode three. Stress. It's feeling nice, you know. Yeah, man. Starting to get comfortable. Boys are getting back to the groove. You know. Yeah. While Hot Boy Summer's around the corner. Boys are ready. Boys have been in the gym, you know, fam. City boys are already up a thousand points. I mean, it's, so. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I don't think, I didn't think the, the hot girls got a chance this summer. Nah. It's over. Nah. After, no chance. Uh, after we've been seeing these, you know, these, uh, these, you know what, man. Uh, please, specify me. I don't know. Specify the you know, know what, man. Just. All that matters is little Duval said city boys are up. So we're up. <laughs> I say less. You know, we'll see what the we'll see. We'll see what the ladies have to say about that. But yeah, I don't think they got a chance. So. Nah, nah. No chance. No chance. No chance. Catch me in Vegas or Miami. Sheesh. Don't even bother, bro. Come on. What's bro. going down? Sheesh. Say less. And now welcome back, y'all. Yes, uh, sir. Episode three. Tres. My co-host, DJ Anzo. Yes, sir. Ivan. Whatever you want to call me. Mm-hmm. Here with my man's. General Anzo too. Yeah, General with the boys. Yes, sir. With my with my with my young money millionaire. Ah, uh, come on. Uncle E. Uncle E here. Come fly with me. No, it's fine. <laughs> come fly with me. Shout out Please. to shout out to Shout uh, out to the Will two B. shy guys. Will B. Shout two out shy to guys. Will B. Yeah, yeah. We gotta get them on camera. Yeah. Yes, sir. Man, man, uh, welcome back, y'all. It's been a what? Couple weeks now. We're look, we're coming, we're coming at it strong this time. Yes. The boys are not playing around. Yeah. You know, we we're doing a thing. So come on. Um Smad though, it's been a it's been a good week. Like aside from the Quavo thing, aside what do from you what, the, what was your take from that the Quavo thing? <sighs> you gotta try and give me in trouble? I'm just asking for your take, fam. <laughs> Man, look, here's my take on that. People care entirely too much about celebrity relationships. Past that, we don't even know what happened. No one knows. So, we just saw one video and, you know, everyone nah, I'm has not their condoning, own inter- interpretation of that. Right. But I'm not condoning any actions that, you know, perspired. We're not condoning any of that. None. We're not saying, but... I'm just saying... It's not our business. Yeah. I don't think it's our business. Precisely. But, you know, and of course, it should never be right for... It's never be acceptable for a man to even Ever. get to that level what Ever. Quavo did. For sure. That's, that was actually, you know, shouldn't get to that level, but let's, you know, let's... Yeah. Especially over material, you could have walked away. Anyway. Know? We don't know what was in the... the we don't know, case, but, you but, know, the guys here, we we are strongly don't advocate for any sort of behavior yeah. resemblance of that. So, man, them, if that's what you're doing... Come on. Allow it. Allow Please, it. allow that, fam. Allow it. Check yourself. Um, what's been happening in, in, in on the continent? On the, the Suez Canal. Suez Canal, you the seen Suez that? The Suez Canal, man. I remember so many chats at work, everyone trying to come to a solution to do that. Uh-huh. But yeah, they finally moved the ship. And it was just crazy. Like they said, like $4 billion was, was they, the cost was about $4 billion for each total for the days it was held up. It was blocking the canal. Right. Because that's the only way of connecting the Mediterranean to the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. So literally, otherwise, you'll have to go all around from West Africa south. All the way uh, up. Yeah, I mean, it's, to take it's that loop. 
Probably so, the most important canal in the world, I'd say. What's the other one? Panama. Well, Panama is, is pretty That's important. That's up there too. Well. It's yeah. one of those, but one yeah. of yeah. Um, but yeah, they they got it clear. So they they yeah they were able to get it done. So and apparently it's gonna take like another hundred days or so to get all the ships that were stuck. Yeah, it was it. a huge backlog of ships waiting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, it's a logistics thing, and it just tells you how globalized our our world is. Yeah. You know how one route, one canal you know, has such huge implications on trade in mm. a whole region and in three different continents, Africa, Europe, and, you know, Asia, I guess, in, 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 uh, for India as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. if you're waiting on your fashion over, yes, yeah. sorry, but the it's ship, not, the shipment is pending. It's pending. <laughs> <laughs> if you pay for express shipping, you Jeez, better get your man, money back. Get your money back. You better get your money back. Say less. Hey, but go what are we on, talking about today, fam? We're talking about being... African in different settings, right? Being African in different settings. So, so what settings? Pacifically. Pacifically? Pacifically. Pacifically? Pacifically, we're talking about... Pacifically? Pacifically. Okay. Not not Atlantically. We're talking oh, pacifically. Oh, I see what you did there. You see what I'm saying? That's nice. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We're Especially in Seattle, do you find yourself like being the only African... Um, in settings like school, work, yeah. um, as a professional, of you course. know, it's been a how 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 has that experience been for you? For me, it's been a personal journey. Mm-hmm. It's throughout my life, um, from growing up to let's say, you know, uh, being in just moving around, growing up, living in different areas. It is very early age. I started being the only African, you know, in school, in class translates to work um so it's something that for me i have gotten used to but doesn't mean that oh i love being the only african yeah at a certain setting you know yeah but yeah but now at work you know how it is as being in engineering especially um that minority is very not like they're not a lot of minorities of course there's any most fields already in corporate america but for me specifically in engineering, they're very low number minority, low number of black people. Mm-hmm. And now you want to break that down into Africans, bare pickings. Mm-hmm. And if you find an African, it's probably Nigerian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, none, <laughs> not, not, you know, I'm saying, of course, there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm just saying that it's, it's uncommon. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, it always feels way better, way better. When you know that there's a fellow African, fellow African American, you know any other black person, any mm-hmm. other minority really, yeah, any other minority in the team, I'm you know I already feel, you know more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's just knowing that all right, I'm not the only minority in here. Mm-hmm. School work, it translates. Yeah, I think my that's uh, my experience was a little different. So it, it started when I moved here. That's mm-hmm. when I found myself being the only. African, let alone black person. So yours in, in high um, school, high, middle school, high right? School, junior high, school, you found yourself school. being the only African. Oh yeah. oh yeah. So how did that? Was that something where you you thought to yourself, "Oh man, I'm the only African. There's no other African here." Um, was that something that instilled some sort of? I don't want to use the word fair, but were you fearful of that? Were you like, "I don't care," or you just didn't even acknowledge it? 
Um, I did acknowledge it, but I don't think it was a conscious acknowledgement. So if you look back to like uh, episode one, where we were talking about suppressing Your our, Africanness. Our, our Africanness, yeah. right? I, I, I think I became a victim of that, right? Where it's like, get this. So I, I, I was walking out of, uh, out of practice one day, so I go practice. Mm-hmm. And then I hear this, uh, this dude go, damn, he's black as shit. And I'm like. And there's a black person saying it to me, right? I was like, Damn. I was like, my brother, what are you, what are you talking? What you did know? he say? And, Come and, on. and then it's like a whole bunch of like white people around him just laughing. Oh, he said that too. Yeah. So I think he was also in a situation where was he an African? I I don't know person, but you, it was another black person. Another black who person. Said that. Yeah. Wow. Now I feel like, it, in addition to that, he was playing on a, a lacrosse team. So lacrosse is like a predominantly white sport, I would it's, say. Where's Dr. Umar when I need him? <laughs> Conscious over. Let me stop. <laughs> but he was playing in a lacrosse team. Yeah. This is a, a, a black guy in a lacrosse team. Yep. And he decides that it is it's funny, funny to it, make fun of your... Of, of my skin complexion. Wow. Right? And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, there's this another black person saying that to me. And it's a bunch of white people around him laughing. Right? So... I remember that specific event because that was like almost like a, a turning point mm-hmm. in, in the way I identified mm-hmm. where I was like, man, it, it can't be that like, like I, I didn't feel embarrassed, but I was like disappointed. I, I was disappointed for him mostly, not for myself, you know, of course. Um, and, and that was like basically a, a, a snapshot of what it was like being the only African where when watching movies in class and somebody would say something like, oh, you know, they turn the lights off. Oh, where did Ivan go? Uh-huh. You know, so like that. So all that to say, like, it's, it's, it's had its struggles, like being the only African or black person in a lot of those spaces. But honestly, once I got to like high school, college and started finding my people, like it's been- It was no longer a problem. It's been the best thing that, I mean, it's it's been what it's supposed to be. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because being black is a blessing. Of course, yeah. you know. Um, and to your point, what you made it for me. It you just said that story, and it triggered something to me. Where actually, the only time I am conscious of I'm the only African or black person, and to me, it's somewhat. It doesn't de- demoralize me or anything, but it's somewhat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, is when there's especially another African. Mm-hmm. Or another black person, but the one that really like kind of stings me a bit is when it's another African, mm-hmm. either at school, in class, or at work, and you see and recognize him, and mm-hmm. you are like, "Oh, my brother," you mm-hmm. know, whatever, mm-hmm. and you find that they're busy trying to fit in with the majority. Mm-hmm. They China almost likes- distance yourself. They almost distance you. You know, it- they don't want to. They don't even want to acknowledge that they're African to you. It's almost like they're jockeying for like the token. They're trying to get you know, the, so that one, that you know, position. man, you know, now I'm more older. I understand maybe, you know, like you mentioned, some people feel pressure to understand, to suppress their Africanness mm-hmm. or their blackness to fit in code switching or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. But to me, younger days, especially in college, like, you know, if I saw a few people that they never wanted to be with African, no one is forcing you, but you know, they were only with Mm non-Africans, if you even try to highlight them all, like they'll quickly, you know, Mm -hmm. just don't want to associate at all. 
ah, that, well, that one used to, I don't know, it bothered me. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, man, at first in college, I would be like, you're a sellout. You had, to be honest, I had very, I was very, I was like, these sellouts, <laughs> these coons, these, these Uncle Toms, you know? That, that was my party. mindset back then, you I know? In college, because I'm like, man, how dare you not want to associate with your fellow Africans when we're in a country where we're a huge minority, when we're in a school where we're a huge minority? Why would you distance yourself? Because there are some people, they're purposely, you would even try and acknowledge them. They would literally not even want to. You know, but then you see them with the majority, they're all kicking, laughing, you know, so that you kind of felt some type of way. You're like, wow, I'm not, you know, not yeah. that I'm seeking their validation, yeah. but you mentioned you get disappointed. I'm yeah. like, man, I'm disappointed. Look at this guy. Mm. He's out here trying to fit in, trying to do all these things. Mm. And, you know, your fellow Africans are here. You can't even acknowledge them. We're not saying be our friends, but you should at least acknowledge us that, hey, you know, we're of the same heritage. We come mm. from the same continent. You know, that was so, to be honest, back then, I, I, you know, I knew a few guys like, ouch, if I, every time I see that, you know, I'll be petty as I'll be rolling. It's, I'll it's, be, it's the ones that say, um, my parents are from Africa. Those are the ones, usually you know, those are the ones, usually and, those are the culprits. Yeah. And honestly, like, like you said, as we get older, I, I, now I'm like, whatever. understand Yeah, it. you understand now. Because yeah. a lot of the times too, people just don't know. That's, that's, that's the thing. People just don't know. They, they've been in an environment where like, that's all they know. Exactly. being either that token black person or like they're in a space where their blackness isn't taught to them. Exactly. Or, you know, so it's like, and it, it's not a conscious suppression, but it's like they're, they're, they're just acting on what they know. That's what they know. They've never been exposed. You know, they could have grown up totally or their whole life. They grew up, let's say went to grow up with minorities, sorry, majority, you know, white people, you know, Asian people, non-Africans their whole life. Naturally, even if you go to college and they see Africans trying to come and approach them, mm-hmm. they probably feel less comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I should have at that time understand that point. Like, hey, maybe these people actually, but to be honest, that's one part. But some of these people I knew, they came straight from Africa, bro. <laughs> they were there straight from Africa and yeah. they came and they're trying to not just totally distance themselves away, you know? Mm-hmm. That's fine. You can do whatever it is, but Man, I'm disappointed in you, fam. Yeah. You know you came from Africa. You know you didn't even... It's not as if you were born and grew up away from Africa your whole life. Yeah. You came fresh off the boat from Africa, and now you're here on on campus. Yeah. For example, I experienced in college a lot on campus. Totally distance. You wouldn't see them at African Student Association. You didn't see them at uh, Caribbean Student Association, Blacks, Black, Nesby, all of, the, all of the black minority communities. Total distance. You'll see them at like the white fraternities, the white frats, you know, mm. um, those events. You only see them there and they didn't want to associate themselves. So that, man, I'm disappointed, man. I'm like, because imagine now you're the only African in a class or school and that's the only African there. Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah, it's it's it doesn't breed like a, a comfortable environment. It doesn't. For, I'm for just like, come on, fam. You're better than Guys, this. Guys, you need to remember it's politics Come on, Punani. Come on, fam. Conscious uh-huh. over coochie. Come on, fam. Dr. Umar said it, so it's factual. Look, we got, you know, stop tap dancing now. <laughs> <laughs> That's this all I got to say. opening a can of worms. That's all I got to say. But being the only African at work or school for me, it's something that now, you know, I if, if, that's, if I'm ever in that situation, I make sure that I am proud of you know, I'll never hesitate. I'm proud of saying that oh, yeah. I am from the Gambia. I am from West Africa. I'm off of, you know, this is my heritage. Um, and this is what I represent. Mm-hmm. I am very proud now to to say that. 
And, you know, it starts from even your name. For me, you know, before, same thing. People would just, you know, call me Ebrima. Yeah. And I was like, ah, whatever. It is what it is. But yeah. now, you know, whenever I get a chance in a meeting or so, I'll make sure I'll correct you first. <clears throat> no, sir. It's actually, Ebrima. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Ebrima. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I feel that, bro. But yeah. that, that's, that's how I always start off. Like, if anybody asks me about my background, are you from Are you from Seattle? No, no, I'm, I'm just passing by here. Like exactly, I'm, I'm going to tell you like my real like identity. Indeed, you know, and and, and I'm proud of that. Rightfully like, so, rightfully so. And we should stop being the only African at work. We should stop whenever we are at school. Teachers, coworkers, access is there. Simpler way to say our names, for mm-hmm, example. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, don't do that. Hell, no. If you can say. Yeah. Lewandowski, Lewandowski you know, all these, man, some of these, you know, names, they yeah. can, they'll say it easily. So do not try and ask me if there's an easier way I can remember it or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, because then I'm just like, all right. It's this Nigerian uh, c- comedian. I don't know if she's a comedian, but she made a funny video on, on like Twitter and Instagram. And she was like, <laughs> she said, your parents did not come you know, however many thousand miles across the sea for you to say your name is Chooks. It should be <laughs> Chukudi with your Come chest. On. You know, and I with, was like... Say it with your Yo, chest now. Say speaking facts, you know. Hey, all I hear is facts. All yeah. I hear is facts. But yeah, so that I think that's the key for uh, being the only African at work at school is be proud of it. For me, I'm proud of it. I embrace it. And I actually use it to show my what I bring to the table in terms of diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it can only help a team... That, you know, that's one thing we need to understand. Very, very, you're hitting Diversity the right only helps a team. Yeah. Because it shows that I'm coming from a different, I have different background, different perspective. Mm-hmm. And the more diverse a team is, you know, a class is, you know, it's just, it just yields better results. I mean, just today, like, um, I had a discussion with my manager where he wanted me to, I was doing a project. Yeah. And I had a completely opposite way of thinking the way. Of, of the project yeah. than he did. But when I presented my thought process, he was like, yo, this is really good. Like, thank you for sharing, you know, your perspective. Yeah. We'll go with that. And, and to a point for what you're saying right there, how I see it about, about diversity is it's not, it's not just diversity in identity, right? Because diversity itself breeds diversity in thought, diversity in process, diversity in decision-making and so many things, right? Um, and when you melt all those together, your end product it has a, a, a better rate of, of, of success, you know? Um, so Trial proven. We're not just... Our, it, our sources are not trust me. Yeah. Our it's sources not, are... It's not every, trust me, bros. Every source, like there are, there's a bunch of research and reports yeah. specifically showing that more diverse teams perform better. Exactly. More diverse co- companies perform better. Yeah. So And, and you'll see now a lot of um, companies... Are making the initiative. They to, have to. You want to succeed? Bring diversity. To bring diversity in. You look at the most successful companies in the world right now. Very diverse. Come on, come mm-hmm. on. So that's all you need to know. So yeah, being the only African at work school, I say we should embrace it and actually use it to our use it to our own advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, you can use it for your career growth, mm-hmm. for your academic growth. In all forms. So we might think that this is a bad thing, being the only African or too bad, this, that, let me suppress it. But, you know, you're missing out on... What other, um, say, lessons would you say you've learned 
about just being the, the only African. The only African? Yes, yeah. yeah. The first thing, again, I mentioned is to, big lesson is to not ever, to not, to not make it easy mm-hmm. for your your peers, your coworkers, people who are never in a meeting, to not make it easy for them to, let's say, um, you know, like I say, just to not make it easy for them to understand where you're from. Mm. It could be as, you know, making sure that you just don't tell them, hey, just, you know, call me Ebrima or, you know, just don't, don't, don't say that oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, we're asking where I went to school. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying everywhere I go, I have to say, oh, I'm from Gambia, you know. Yeah. But whenever they I'm asked to simplify, let's say, for example, my name, I'll make sure that I'll, it's, you know, I'll, you should say it the right way. Yeah. Um, that's one thing. And two, you know, we a lot of people do this, you know, like for you, for example, I understand like you are, ten, you're from, for me, I look at you, I'm like, okay, you're from Washington, but you got, mm-hmm. but I used to notice a lot of times and something I picked up from other Africans, you know, even they would come from Africa, did high school, come for college. And then you ask them where you're from, they'll tell you maybe where they stopped for two weeks before they started college <laughs> <laughs> or whatever from one. Not that I'm talking shit or anything, but yeah. I'm like, you have, you have directly or indirectly suppressed again your mm-hmm. Africanness mm-hmm. by not when I asking you where you're from, mm-hmm. you think that it is, it, people do this. I noticed this a lot against um, among Africans. Where you from? And they're going to state the city they lived for maybe a year or maybe even two or barely even, maybe even transit before they went to college and yeah. started working. They felt like they, they would belong more by saying that versus saying that I am from X country in Africa. Yeah. So. And it, it's like the identity of this country itself is, a, is no identity where it's exactly. like you have Irish people that came in, Italians, you had Chinese people, Japanese Nigerians, Ghanaians, Kenyans, and it's like that's the identity of the country. So you're cheating yourself out of your true identity by trying to to identify something you're not, you know. Exactly. And and back to your point number one, by allowing somebody to not give you the full credit you deserve, you're cheating your self-confidence because now when you have an idea. It's easy for them to suppress it. Exactly. Oh, it's okay, Brahma. Can we just go with this? You know, and now you've almost you become passive. Yes, and, you've, you've, and complacent in how people treat you. So that's a lesson that I take: is don't let that guard down, and, and your self confidence is paramount, right? Exactly. There, you and know? you know, one of my mentors, um, he's he's you know he was actually from um, Zimbabwe, you know, and he told me that when Africans actually go to the workplace and do what I just say, when, for example, initially people ask them introductions where they're from and they decide to not mention they're from Africa, even though if their name gives it away, there's a actual, um, there's a lot of leadership training where it says when you're at the workplace to be even a leader, you have to unmask yourself at the workplace. Mm -hmm. You have to allow people to know who you actually are. And where you're actually, and that involves where you're actually from. Unmasking yourself is saying that you're not hiding or suppressing anything because you feel like that would, you know, you you feel like that would either lower your confidence or that would not make you perform better in a team by even just fitting in. You have to unmask yourself because, let's say from a first get go, 
you know, African X comes, comes, starts and you ask, you know, in a team meeting introduction, people are getting to know them and they say, where are you from? And that, that person feels like they should say, again, maybe a city, maybe even the college they went to, or, you know, it happens a lot of times, I'm telling you. And they just say, oh yeah, I'm from, let's say, um, I'm from Georgia, from Atlanta. When in reality, they're not from Atlanta. Mm. They, you know, they can't, even if it was, they can't even claim it because they probably didn't even grow up there. They didn't even grow up there. They didn't, you know, they're not from there. They're not from that state. But they have said that because they think that they have to fit in. And he's telling me, actually, a lot of times what you don't understand is it's almost set them back some for a lot more opportunities because they can never truly now expand on where they're actually from. Mm-hmm. And that is used for interviews. That is used for networking. That is used for seeking opportunities because you did not unmask yourself at the workplace. Because now if you say you're from Atlanta and you're really not because you didn't want to tell people you're from Africa for some reason, people do it a lot. I don't know why. How are you going to have a conversation about Atlanta or Georgia? How mm-hmm. you actually, you can't even genuinely connect with someone from yeah. that state. Yeah. They will, you know, because you're not, you just briefly said it. You say, even if you live there for maybe a six months to a year, you're not from there. Mm-hmm. So you have, un- you didn't unmatch yourself at the workplace. He was telling me, and he's saying that he sees that a lot of times goes along the way where the leaders, they actually respect people who are more proud of where they're from and say this is, you know, their heritage and this is what they bring to themselves because it shows that they are willing to unmask themselves at the workplace. Yeah. So that's, like, that's, that's a solid point. I mean, I can't think of a leader who is really hiding who they are. Right you now. can't. In, 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 in the spaces. You want to go to the top and yeah, you even hiding that, <laughs> you know, you know how, yeah. how, think about it. Yeah. Think about it. There's, I mean, there's a difference between having a private life. Yeah. And but, not, you know, th- and also like just overall, like not being true to oneself, you know, but that's a good point. So yeah, for tips wise, how I've learned. Yeah. That's one thing for me. It starts one with name two. You know, specifically, always, even for me, even if I moved or lived in another country, specifically, always mention, always highlight, you know, no matter what, you know, even if they ask you where you went to school, whatever, I always still interject that I am from Gambia. Even if I tell yeah. them I lived in other places, I always say I am from Gambia. It doesn't matter if I'm an American citizen or not, you know, where I'm from, it's diff- that those are two different things. Yeah. Conversely, though, how would, how do you think or do you think we should care about, say, cultural misappropriations? Um, what what's what cultural misappropriations misappropriations in 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 the sense of your Africanness is not being respected right um we've seen it in so many times well we've seen it everywhere but recently um what's a big the the, the fufu challenge right the fufu challenge that one I'm not even on TikTok but I heard about that one oh my god um you know the kind of the sentiment about it if you don't like it here go back you know, to where you're from or go we, back we, to Africa. We, we, we encountered that. We did. We did. You talking about the gas station? We were, we were at a gas station yeah. and basically I didn't let this guy. <laughs> so the gas station, you have to buy to get a key to the gas station. Yep. To key to the restroom. Yep. I bought something. You know, when you use the restroom and Ivan, we're all in the same car. Ivan shows up mm-hmm. and he wants to use the restroom, right? Mm-hmm. So, but you were coming towards the restroom mm-hmm. and then there's this guy, this white guy, he looks homeless or whatever. He wants to get in. So I'm like, ah, excuse me, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I pulled the, 
I pulled what they do on you us. Pulled the Karen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't call me a Karen. I'm like, <laughs> I pulled, I did what they did on us. That's, uh-huh. the, that's exactly what they would have done to a black person. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. I'm like, no, you cannot enter here. This key, you can't use it until you go by, go talk to the cashier if you want it. Mm-hmm. Typical fashion. He's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I give the key back and we were about to enter the car and mm-hmm. next minute, you know, the, this white man starts howling at us. Yeah. Telling us, go back to Africa. Blah, blah, blah. He starts, all of a sudden, this guy's super he's brave. All, while he's standing mind white you, on, yeah, he's across, he's across almost the street. Go right? back to Africa, blah, blah, blah. He starts cursing, you know, and yeah. we're just, we're laughing at this clown. Well, but, I, I I didn't even know if he was talking to us at first. Yeah, know, at first we just heard him yelling. I was getting, I was about to get in the car and then I hear the yelling. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. And I see he's like looking at you. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, he became brave when he was a hundred feet away. Right. Yeah. It was more than that. Bro. Yeah, more like, than that actually. If we decide to run and catch you, we can't catch you now. I know. He's telling us go back to Africa. <laughs> blah blah blah. This is yelling. And you know what was funny is you saw the white people who were at the gas station. Yeah. Kept coming to us apologizing. Oh, oh, oh I'm so sorry. No, my name. I was like, hey, you know, it's all right. We're not asking for pity. This is this is our daily life. We deal with this every day. Yeah. Sorry, you had to experience that. Yeah. Because you probably never seen that but yeah. we experience this all the time and i think like well it's always been a, a funny situation to me that that actually happened but how wild is that that like we're just we're going to like a barbecue right yeah we're going to a barbecue and and that just happened like it was just it's just everyday life and other things that happen or we talk about happen you yeah know? it's uh i feel like that's one of the most popular misappropriations we have go back to africa um, of course, always thinking we we live in the village mm. with, first of all, if you live in the village, so what? But still, <laughs> like, live in the village, live in huts and shit, you know, uh, we are all come from, not, you know, like, mm-hmm. those those type of conditions, like jungle conditions. They think yeah. we're Tarzan, Tarzan's cousins <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah. That has died down early in my childhood. That was very uh, prevalent. It- but now people are at least... Better in that department. Yeah, it was a it was a very interesting. Uh, not that that's the first time it's happened, but I guess it's for someone to be so bold at, at especially when you know how many were we like three of us, four of us. It was four of us. Four of us. Four of us in that car. Man, and it's like you want to get that far, and then he like jumped on his bike, right? He did. I mean, and, yeah, and like I said, it was that typical Northwest passive aggressive. Yeah. Because when he was standing right next to me and I told him no, he he told me yes, okay. I, he, like he comp he comp- <laughs> He's like, oh yes, you know, and just walked in. And all of a sudden, this guy turned into Rampage Jackson. Yeah. It is what it is. But yeah, uh, misappropriations we face. We it I, happens. How Afri- about the Fufu challenge? You seen that? Right? I've seen the Fufu challenge yeah. and. Personally, like I said, I'm not, you know, Fufu is not too big on it, but it's good, mm-hmm. you know, but... He said it's good, okay. It's good, but I, I, to be honest, like, if, unless someone make Fufu and serve it to me, then I'll eat it. I'm not going to go out of my way to say I'm, I'm craving Fufu. Mm. But it's the fact that, for me, I, I I don't care if, to be honest, other, you know, like, white people, even if it's anyone else, go ahead and talk shit about hey go support you're supporting local african businesses you're, you're paying buying them the at the end of the day yeah but again it's again it always hits closer to home when you see a lot of african americans hopefully no african wasn't there to doing that stuff you know? probably even if it's an african or african is if i see a black person trying to gain clout trying to again i don't know if they're trying to fit in but trying to make a point trying to just yeah let's just say clout by disrespecting an African 
you know, cuisine, African food that people eat, you know, and what, what are you trying to prove? Like, if you don't like it, so what? But to feel that like you need to go put it on camera and post it everywhere and try and make it a funny thing. For context, though, if people who don't know what the Fufu Challenge is, can you explain it? I mean, the Fufu Challenge is you go to an African restaurant, you basically find Fufu, put a camera, record yourself eating it and record your reaction. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, oh, this is disgusting, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, trying to, again, it's, it, it's a misappropriation and it's a shows, it's an ignorance in my opinion. But uh, that's mainly the challenge. You buy fufu, get caught it, and should have a reaction of yourself eating the fufu. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people took it way overboard, like being dramatic, you know, all kinds of shit. Oh, mm-hmm. this is disgusting, blah, blah, blah. I was, so I was just like, especially once you saw black people doing it, I was just like, here we go again. This is why we can never move forward, you know? Regressive. regressive Very regressive, acts, backwards yeah. again. Um, so that's, we should start going and recording hamburgers and being like, this is gross. This is disgusting. Oh. I can never eat this. <laughs> Maybe we should. We should try to do the reverse one. Yeah. Let's pick a food. Casserole. Make, huh? A casserole? Oh my a Green God. bean casserole. Green bean casserole. Oh. <laughs> I'm sick. This is disgusting. <laughs> go do that like Applebee's or Apple, some go staple. To, go to Applebee's and fall down. Call Life Alert. Oh, this is hard. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should do that, guys. Africans, let's start it. Let's, let's start find it. a let's find a yeah, let's let's do a reverse fufu challenge. Find yeah. like a go to all the steakhouses, go steakhouse, and just start ordering and record ourselves grossing out and freaking out. Like this is disgusting. Or do just, you have fufu? You know, keep sending it back. <laughs> yeah, send it no, back. No, no, this this one is not. Yeah, please bring another one. Like keep just sending. You know, it this is back. why I like Africans. We have time for that <laughs> nonsense. You think we we'll go buy food just to record ourselves and get some likes? <laughs> Come on, man. But clout is a hell of a drug now, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. People, people are all over we'll that. We'll do everything for clout. But leave, please, leave our African f- culture and our food out of your nonsense if you're trying to get clout. That's, that's, just, that's just what there, I say. There's no honor in disrespecting another culture. You know, it's, it's, it, 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 you look bad. That's what I'm saying. You're the clown. Yeah. I mean, you look clown bad. Hunt. You probably got three more likes than you usually would. <laughs> You know, you didn't make any money, didn't pay your bills. It's one of and those now that you just look dumb. Years later, when you're old, you're going to look back and be like, that was an L. Yeah. Especially yeah. at a big age like this. At your big age. This whole 20 something year olds, 30 year olds doing that. And I'm like, embarrassing, fam. You know, no home training. Zero. It's wild. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, man. Rap. Yeah, I mean, just wanted to get that off the chest, you know, just, just we had being to, the, we had the, to. It was, you know, I, I had a whole conversation about it with my sister in law, and she mm-hmm. sent me a video, and we were just like, Here we go again, mm-hmm. you know, um, disrespectful, yeah. Utterly. But who's our uh, pioneer? who's our pioneer of, of the day? Our pioneer for of this episode, yeah. Um, is I'm proud to say this and happy to announce this pioneer. My first pioneer for the season would be a great Senegalese musician, um, we all know him. It's called Yusundur. Yusundur. And before I highlight Yusundur, I'll actually want to say RIP. There's also a Senegalese musician le- legend that passed away recently, Chon Seka. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, condolences and rest in peace to him. But in, in the light of that, we just would like to highlight, you know, the great Yusundur, um, true pioneer of African music. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, top five greatest African musicians of all time. But he just his body of work and where he... He kind of created pathways. So see, these are the people that Fella created a pathways for. They mm-hmm. were the generation after Fella that pushed the music of the continent forward. And um, 
coming from Senegal, where he started his journey in Gambia, actually. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, he's his his band, and he started playing music in Gambia. Had a band, um, Super Etoile, and then you know went to Senegal, and then he just started going. He's been making movies, movies, uh, music since the seventies. He is every Gambian auntie and auntie like and Senegalese favorite auntie's artist. favorite artist. Yeah, he's like he's like sixty, sixty something now. He's right? in his sixties, but used to know man. He used yeah. to have these shows in Bercy. This guy has sold out everywhere around the world from yeah. Argentina, yeah, like every corner All of the earth, Europe. Um, true I pioneer. Think the the thing I like about him the most is if you need if you want like raw authentic pure like Senegalese music with with the most the production too like the production is is a1 and everything about his music is authentic yep that's that's what I appreciate about using Dur the most and he's technically technically just won a Grammy with uh with Burner. Burner boy he has he has longevity in his career and and you can see Burner big them up and and by putting him on the album you know the first track what's it called uh, I forgot what it's Forget called. Forget the name of it. But you uh, know, twice as tall. If you are, if you're this ever, is actually the name of the track. He has also won a Grammy before that. You should know. He did. Yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. He was one of the very early. And like I said, if if you ever people, you know, that's one thing too for people like us, our generation, we easily forget that you can take a break from Afrobeats and tap into real authentic. And not, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't not, even, let me not even use the authentic, but traditional. I I, I like to use the word Afro pop. Afro is that what you call it? Because a lot of what we listen to, right, is the mainstream. Yeah, Afro yeah, that's beat, what I'm saying. Mainstream. You know? So you, if you, you're saying, yeah, take a, a step away from it's like healthy, the Afro guys. pop, man, you'll find some it's stuff. It's healthy, guys. Go back to, you know, sometimes it's good being a parent. Just switch it up and listen to their music. Yeah. I mean, the whole, like, th- that region, there's, you know, Habib Coyote, I think that's how you say his Senegal, name. Senegambia, yeah. That, Salif Keita. Like, all those people. It, the list goes on. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's music to be found. So. Yes, sir. Shout out to Yusuf Ndur for yep. being the pioneer of the week. Yep. Um, and I mean, that's all we have, bro. That's all that's, we have. That's all we had. Yep. Um, thank you guys for tuning in once again. Uh, yes, sir. This was episode Trace. Episode Trace. Uh, if you still haven't subscribed, liked, comments, Thunder is waiting for you. I'm just playing, but type like I'm send that. Yeah, we we'll go send them. Yeah, yeah. Nah, but yeah. Um, thank you guys for tuning in once again, and we'll see you next episode. Cool. Thank you.